Mackenzie Johnston with Cattle News Central, bringing you your April 19th cattle industry headlines, brought to you by American Beef Producer Magazine. They offer in-depth articles on a wide variety of topics within the industry. They feature award-winning photography and so much more within their publication. If you would like to learn a little bit more about the magazine, maybe check out their most recent issue their April issue. All you got to do is click on the American Beef Producer link above in the caption. That is going to take you over to their Facebook page. American Beef Producer Magazine, guiding beef producers for over 25 years. I'd like to welcome a new sponsor to the update, Central Confinement Service. With over 35 years of experience, Central Confinement Service offers turnkey design and construction for livestock facilities. To view the variety of beef facilities that they have to offer, head on over to their Facebook page. CCS, they can develop a system with you that will maximize your investment and multiply your returns. For an estimate on a new or remodeled facility, give CCS a call or visit their website at sencon.com. That is C-E-N-C-O-N dot com. We are also sponsored by 4T Ag Insurance, your go-to contractor for ag insurance. The folks at 4T Ag, they're dedicated to providing you with insight, information, and alternative risk solutions that are custom fit to your business and personal needs. They offer both crop and drought insurance, and they also offer LRPs for both feeder and fed cattle. If you would like some more information, head on over to their website, www.4tag.net. That is the number four, T-A-G.net. So according to Shaley Stewart with DTN Progressive Farmer, while a lot of us were focused on Easter candy and dying eggs last week, the cattle market quietly crept higher and performed exceptionally well amid the holiday chaos. Some highlights from last week include April live cattle gaining $2.85, June live cattle gained $2.60, uh, April feeder cattle, they jumped a buck sixty-five, and May feeder cattle increased a whopping $2.40. But those increases weren't even, weren't even the best news that came out of last week. What was truly notable was the intense cash cattle rally, uh, the cash cattle rally that feedlots fought for. Northern dress cattle sold mostly mostly between two twenty five and two twenty six, which was two to three dollars higher than the previous week's weighted average. And southern live cattle traded mostly at one thirty nine, which was a buck higher compared to the week before. Heading into this week, there's hope the market can once again push prices higher during this thin window of opportunity. According to Stewart, supplies of calf-fed fats, uh, they haven't begun to work their way into the market just yet, but we'll start to see those towards the middle of May. And packers won't have to work as hard for cattle that they need when that happens. So from now until then, it's vital for feedlots to work with one another and move this market as high as they possibly can. The nice thing about this time of year is packers wanting to run aggressive chain speeds ahead of the high summer demand. Even with Good Friday and Easter last week, the packers still processed an impressive 634,000 head. This week's slaughter is also expected to be aggressive, helping feedlots clean up their show lists. 
Stewart also touched on the big legislative week next week when both the Senate and House of Representatives will hold, hearing, will hold hearings for the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Stewart, like the rest of us, is looking forward to the Packers being at the hearings and explaining how and why they're able to make record profits when ranchers and feeders are seeing their thinnest returns and some are leaving the business altogether. We all know why, said Stewart, but regardless, and I agree wholeheartedly, it's going to be interesting to see the plea they make in front of everyone, the case they make in front of everyone as to uh, how they see these record high profits when producers are struggling and, yeah, just getting out of the game. In closing, Stewart said the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act, in her opinion, is our only hope of saving the cattle market from a similar outcome to the chicken in hog industries, and I could not agree more. Very well said. This update is also, sp also sponsored by Ag Risk Advisors. They provide risk management programs for livestock producers all across the West. Whether you are concerned about price or weather risk, Ag Risk Advisors, they are here to help. With current day market fluctuations, you and I both know there is nothing more important than locking in a price floor on your cattle. So if you would like to learn more about an LRP, go ahead and reach out to an advisor today. According to Fox News and CNBC, last Friday, the Department of Interior announced that it will resume the sale of oil and gas leases on federal land this week. Yesterday, the Bureau of Land Management, also known as BLM, they began issuing final environmental assessments and sale notices for future oil and gas projects. They will be offering for lease approximately 173 parcels on roughly 144,000 acres. This is a major reduction in the number of acres offered. To be exact, it's 80% less than what was initially being evaluated for potential leasing. Pretty significant. Additionally, this new leasing will call for drilling companies to pay more in royalties. They will now be required to pay a, royal, a royalty rate of 18.75% up from the previous 12.5%. Within his first week of taking office, we all remember that Biden signed an executive order to temporarily suspend new oil and gas leases on public lands and offshore waters for drilling and fracking. But Biden has been backed into a corner looking for ways to temporarily increase U.S. energy production to help drive down sky high gas prices, which, of course, has, read, uh, has led to uh, soaring inflation. As of last Friday, the national average for a gallon of gas was $4.07. That is 70 cents higher than when Biden first took office. Unfortunately, according to analysts, it will take months, if not years, for oil and gas production from federal offshore lands, uh, excuse me, federal onshore lands, to yield new output that will make a big difference with global oil prices. The Bite has reported that Primable Foods, a lab-grown meat company, they're planning to bring a plethora of exotic meats to the market, such as zebra, lion, elephant, and tiger. Oh my. Of course, these cuts of meat, they're not going to require a safari, a safari to Africa. Instead, they will be created by cultivating, salt, by cultivating cells in a lab. Doesn't that just sound great? 
Uh, this technique, it still requires sample tissues from the actual animals to grow the product. So they will actually have to have some kind of interaction with these animals to get some tissue. There has been growing momentum, growing momentum behind lab-grown meat, but whether consumers will take interest in elephant or giraffe meat remains to be unseen. And finally, Reuters has reported that China, China's General Administration of Customs has suspended meat imports from JBS South America, Marfrig, and, Natur and Naturafrig for one week due to the discovery of nucleic acid from the new coronavirus found on packaging of meat products. This decision will affect four plants located in Mato Grosso and Sao Paulo. That is all I have for you guys this morning. I hope you all have your hats pulled down tight today. Uh, it is supposed to be terribly windy here in central Nebraska here on Tuesday, and it looks like the wind is supposed to blow for the next five days or so. It's kind of a trend that is sticking around way too long. You guys have yourself a tremendous Tuesday. I'll catch you later.